Welcome back to Grindstone Adventures. Um, this is podcast number 11, and this is the big one. Uh, this is one a lot of guys I've been talking to or know is coming on. Um, he he works for Breaking Point TV, um, and he I don't know if he's the editor or the main guy of it, but he works also for Black Stamp Media. Um, I'm not even going to attempt his last name because I will butcher it. Uh, his name's Aaron, and... He does exactly what all of us that do this wish we could do. So, how you doing today, Aaron? Good. How about you, man? Oh, not too bad. I had a pretty damn good day. I went and wet some line. Got skunked, but I wet some line, and I shot my bow a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. It's getting to be that time of year where the bows start coming back out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy Lane, the, the short one that was down there in Columbus. <laughs> Uh, he, he sent me a Facebook link to a video that, this morning, and it was, I don't know, I think it was just ran, one of those random Facebook videos, you know, you, it's not associated with any one page or nothing, and this yeah. dude completely took a turkey's head off with a bow, and it was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to do that, and every year I think I'm cool enough to, and then you realize how hard it is hunting turkeys with a bow. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it anyways, you, you got a couple people who's done it on TV, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple people do it. I just actually got back from an ass kicker of a week trying to kill turkeys with a bow. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's just say I signed a consent form while I was down there that said I will never hunt turkeys with a bow. And uh, I was filming. <laughs> I never even had a bow in my hand, so that just tells you what kind of week we had. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just now getting into the turkey world. I've never been a turkey person uh it, it's just never really intrigued me until the last year or so i went out and bought a 250 dollars shotgun uh just because if i don't end up like turkey hunting i'm not gonna be mad i spent 250 dollars <laughs> on a shotgun so that's but, a smart way to do it yeah it, i mean it's a decent gun it kicks like hell uh or at least it seems like it i'm not used to 12 gauges i haven't shot 12 gauge repetitively for years because i've stuck with bow and muzzleloader and 350 legend but it's a stevens 12 gauge uh i think the model number is 320 yeah sounds right it's a it's like the little brother of savage so nice it's a decent little shotgun i didn't even have to do anything i just it came with the full choke or the extra full choke and i patterned it and it was right there so good deal i just gotta find property to go hunt now <laughs> that's a big part of the process there if you didn't know that yeah yeah i kind of do things a little <laughs> backwards where i get everything ready and then i'm like well i got to find somewhere to do this now yep. but yeah i'm excited for it. my brother actually said he's got some turkey on his property and they're there every morning so good deal might might sneak over there i'm also gonna get a pa tag uh, hunting license and tag and it comes as a combo i don't know if you, you guys knew it or not or if you'd be interested in it but pa it's like a hundred bucks it comes with an antler tag a spring and a fall turkey tag and you get all the small game you want inside that year Jeez, yeah, that's not a bad deal like a hundred bucks i was like well shit <laughs> <laughs> sold yeah i mean michigan's just as cheap too it's like 170 for pretty much the same stuff that's not bad all right so you're are you the main editor or are you the just like one of the guys that does it on 
that helps out like cogging a machine for black stamp media so um i'm actually one of our main videographers and then i am the second editor so mike mansell who um he's one of the owners mike and brennan own the company and then i'm their only employee right now um mike is our main editor so he does all of our bread and butter for our main shows that drop each year Mm -hmm. um but then i edit all of our semi-live series that we've been doing here since about last oh i want to say july i think we started them um, last year and then i do a lot of like our side projects with partners um, different things like that and that's just on the breaking point side okay um and then on our black stamp media side we pretty much um, us three pretty much split that work you know from real estate to um, country music festivals to weddings to pretty much anything with a with a camera yeah we do and that that all goes under our black stamp media and then obviously our our main bread and butter is our our hunting show that's our main passion that's what keeps us keeps us on the road all year right living the dream yep exactly yeah so you're the guy to talk to about what kind of camera equipment's the best kind then yeah yeah um we pretty much as a group now um pretty much we run all sony dslrs um, kind of, you know, the top of the line stuff there. We do have a couple of our guys uh, that film with Canons yet. Um, so pretty much, you know, I'll kind of dive into it, but there's us three that pretty much are the main guys of the show. But then we have, um, we're up to 14 total guys that um, still have nine to fives. Yeah. Um, so they still go to work week long and then they, they hunt and film for us on the weekends or if they take trips out west during the week. Um, and obviously without... Without those guys, we wouldn't be where we are because us three can only get so many tags every year. And for us to stay where we want to be and, and be up with, you know, the rest of the, the TV crews and things like that, there's just, it's not possible for us to put out the amount of content right. um, that we look to put out each year with only having three of us. So each year we've kind of brought on more and more guys. And, and we really feel that now we are at the point that everybody that we have, you know, is, is, they know exactly what we want out of them and we don't have to babysit them. Right. And so we know we're getting the quality content that, you know, us three have wanted to produce for years and we're getting that out of, you know, 14 guys, which is making it, making our lives a lot easier. Right. Hey, that you got to start somewhere and you got to grow. Yep, and exactly. so, I mean, looking at the totem pole, you guys are at like up there top and I'm just starting trying to get up to where you guys are now. For sure. And I mean, we all were there. I'm um, like, we're filming our 10th. This is our 10th season we're filming right now. So we've got nine years under our belt. Um, Brennan and Mike mm-hmm. started the company back in 2012. Um, and they pretty much, you know, they, they were filming before that, just kind of filming family and friends. And they yeah. met each other in college and ended up actually, uh, they, they had a competition one of them lived on the third floor of the dorm and the other one lived on the second and they ended up betting they had like mutual friends they didn't know each other but they had mutual friends that were pretty much betting on both of them who could kill the most turkeys that spring and there was a half half barrel of beer on it well <laughs> no at way. the end of the spring oh yeah at the end of the spring of just demo- they both demolished turkeys i don't know you'd have to ask one of them who actually won but at the end of that spring they got the idea like holy shit we both kill a lot of turkeys we should probably hunt together <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ever 
since that point, that's when they started hunting together. And then the idea of, you know, filming, they were both filming before that. And, and that's kind of where the breaking point kind of got its start. And then I didn't actually um, hook up with them guys until about five years ago. So about halfway through, um, because they're, they're both in their mid thirties and I'm only 26. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up just going to the same college they did and had mutual friends that knew of them and, and uh, just kind of, I ended up doing an internship with them, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I was talking to my buddy Lane the other day, the same short guy, uh, and we were sitting there talking about your guys' show and stuff, and I was like, you know, I kind of like, looking at all these, the hunts and, you know, the talking points and all that, I'm like, I told him, I was like, I'm, at this point, I had no idea who started it or who was the head of it or anything. I just started watching. I, t- I told Lane, I was like, you know, from everything I'm picking up, it looks like Brennan's probably, like, number one, number two in this order of command. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I think so, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brennan, he uh, he is, so him and Mike own it, like I said before, but Brennan is a straight-up killer. That guy, he is, you put him anywhere. There's one state, I mean, I think we talked about this in Ohio, that kicks our ass every year, and that's Nebraska. Yeah. But any, other than that, you can put that guy in a state across the country, and he's going to find some way somehow to kill deer. And um, and and that's why he is seen on so many shows. <laughs> you know, to be completely honest, that kid just kills deer. And, and and Mike does too. I mean, Mike had a hell of a year this last year. I think he killed, I think he killed four whitetails and and a black bear um, all in one fall. And and so those guys just, you know, they they know what they're doing and they know how to do it. And, um, and especially now, actually, it's kind of cool that Brennan and I pretty much, we leave in August and we might not come home till right around Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, so him and I are pretty much a tag team, you know, I'm running camera for him. And then, you know, obviously I, I'll get some tags and, and some States, but, uh, mostly it's, you know, I'm running camera for him. And then obviously if I have a tag, then he, he switches and, just works out really well because we both have open schedules so it's really right. cool that way but yeah that's how he he pretty much looks like he's the main face but there's one reason that's because he's straight up killer <laughs> yeah i say that i mean hell after hanging out what we hang out like maybe six eight hours or something like that that saturday in columbus yep. Yep. oh it was a fucking ball with both of you guys and <laughs> you know the doug from working class and oh, yeah. all the whitetail adrenaline guys that that was the best weekend I've had in a long ass time. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's that's the best thing about those trade shows is just being able to, you know, meet people at the trade shows and then go out with them at night and just kind of shoot the shit because you know Brennan and I always talk about this. It's we don't want people thinking that you know we are a step above everybody. You know, you have a nine to five and we have a job that we've dreamt of since we were kids, but we don't want that to stand in between you know us and you per se so right we're always down to go to the bars and bullshit and hang out with people and and uh just get to know them you know i mean without you guys watching our content we are a nobody right and we don't make the money that we make so um I, it all comes back i mean we we all started where you guys are 100 <laughs> you, <know? laughs> so you gotta you gotta remember that so. well my hopefully here uh the property i hunt in ohio now uh whitetail hunt and say it's my buddy's mom's property uh, i can't really bring anybody on there but hopefully i can get you guys over to ohio and get you some 
hunting over here, I bet you as soon as you get a big ass whitetail over here, it'll hook you for life. Oh yeah, they shoot a big ass whitetail anyway. Anywhere we're hooked for life, so they're they're built different us, here. You might have us there. Uh, so I, I I remember showing you that eight point that I got last year. They're just built yeah. different in Ohio, man. For sure. But yeah, yeah, we've been trying. Well, we told you guys that. that yeah, I mean, stayed on our radar. So you've been doing pretty good. I mean, I I went through and watched a couple episodes specifically with you because uh, we were going to do this and stuff and. So I gotta ask you, before, during, and after this hunt, give me your emotions and the buck. You probably know which buck I'm gonna say, but it's showtime. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that before you said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is my biggest deer I've shot by by far, um, and it's the biggest deer I've been able to chase, actually, especially on camera. Um, I mean, we so we ended up leasing that property in kansas there and i was um the only one that had a tag that year so it was pretty much a lease just for me which doesn't happen very often we get you know we'll get leases but usually there's a couple of us hunting on it right um so it was it was kind of special you know i mean kansas you can't beat hunting kansas and then to have a whole lease to yourself was pretty pretty good feeling and um we ended up running cameras all summer and right at the end of summer we got that buck on that farm um and of course obviously you know it's like holy shit there's a deer that we come to kansas for right um and just knowing that you know you're the only one hunting there you got a pretty good shot at it um was kind of a surreal feeling it's kind of like the first time where i was like holy shit here we go <laughs> <laughs> um but we ended up shit we ended up hunting I don't think we went down there. Our, our big thing was, you know, we got, we almost have to be strategic as the fall plays on, right? Because we got so many tags in every other state. Right. So we kind of have to plan our fall depending on what our tag situation is. So we kind of throwing it out there like, hey, let's, let's roll to Kansas like second week in November and we aren't going to pressure the property. We're just going to let it soak and hope that deer sticks around you know we were running cell cameras and we we could keep tabs on it we'd go down there you know every three four weeks and change batteries and things like that and so we knew this deer was he was not we didn't know he was necessarily living on the farm but he was living damn close right um and so we didn't go down there till like i want to say the second week in november our first trip down we were planning on being there like seven I want to say seven or eight days we got there temperatures were like in the mid 80s and it was just brutally hot right. nothing was moving and and at that time second week in november you know wisconsin we were getting texts from buddies back in wisconsin hey ruts like dynamite and weather was you know perfect and so i think we hunted like two nights down in kansas and just i mean shit wasn't moving and i told brent i said we got to roll back i said i got a wisconsin tag let's roll back try to punch a tag there and we can come back here yeah and uh so we ended up rolling back uh to wisconsin we hunted like two days i killed a buck back in wisconsin the third day we were back and uh, as soon as we did that we turned the car around and headed back to kansas and we pretty much we wanted to camp out there you know all the way pretty much until i killed and that buck, of course, so then I think we went there for a couple of days and I have my brother and my dad, I always gun hunt back here in Wisconsin. It was kind of a tradition, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, it's only two days, but I don't ever want to miss it because that's, 
you know, my dad taught me how to hunt and brought me up and that's what I do now. And so I always save that weekend just for that, you know, right. go back and hang out with them. It's not necessarily, we are going to kill shit, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> we're going to kill a lot of bush lights and, and hang out. And, uh, so we went back for that. And of course went back for those three days and that, that showtime buck was daylight all three days in Kansas. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was like, uh-huh, I can see how this is going to go. Right. And uh, so, of course, the emotions were at that time, it's like, oh, my God, of course, I come home. I'm just trying to be the nice one in the family and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a 160-inch deer that's teasing me. And uh, so I ended up rolling back there. And um, long story short, we it was Thanksgiving thanksgiving day we had a the way the lease was set up it was pretty much you had like a, a north end of the farm and you had a south end of the farm and, and we had food plots on both and that deer would only show up on the north end of the farm he would never travel to the south end and we could never figure out why but he would just never you know we'd never get pictures of him on that food plot on the mm. south end but that food plot on the south end of the farm was literally I mean, this is no joke. It was probably 80 yards from the house that we stayed in. Yeah. Like, we could literally walk out the back door and bingo, bango, you were, you know, you were hunting. Yeah. We had a uh, a redneck blind set up right on the, the edge. One of our buddies parked it there, let us hunt out of it. And, well, that day, we didn't have a, a wind to hunt the north end of the farm, so we were kind of bummed out, you know, because obviously, what are you going to go sit a stand that you don't think you're going to kill a buck out of <laughs> really? know, kind of pointless yeah, you don't want to blow them out of there with bad wind right so finally you know the, the weather was perfect it was just a bad wind so i told brennan i said you know what i said we got the wind to hunt the south end let's just climb in the redneck you know pretty much just screw off but at <laughs> least we're getting our participation ribbon you know right instead of just sitting in the house and twiddling our thumbs and get some b-roll oh, yeah exactly you know we knew we'd see deer and we thought maybe we'd catch up with this i was just down there honestly to shoot a four plus year old deer you know yeah if, if he didn't walk by i was going to be happier and shit to shoot anything else that was four plus and so we got in that redneck and and it wasn't probably a half hour later here comes a four plus year old deer that we knew pretty well we had you know a lot of pictures with him and he was just a real tight heavy rack buck um and i was like i said i would have been tickled to shoot him and he he came into the plot, didn't give me a shot, and walked off. We had some other does come in, and he ended up coming back out to the plot. And now we're talking, we're probably down the last, I don't know, 20 minutes of light. And he comes out on the plot, and I clip in into my bow and everything, and I'm just literally waiting for this four-year-old to walk down the plot. Because I'm not, you know, again, I'm not thinking showtime's anywhere near the south end of the property. He has left my mind at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to fill my tag, you know. And uh, so I'm clipped in, this buck slowly working down the plot, and I just happen to look left, and I'll be damned, here he is, showtime's coming across that food plot like he had been there a thousand times before, and we did not have one single picture of him on that food plot all year long. And he ended up coming right across, and I shot him at 17 yards, I think it was. Wow. And uh, when I shot him, I shot him and I hit him forward, um, as I'm sure you've seen in the footage yeah. and it was a heartbreaker, you know, I almost, no. <laughs> it was like, you have the biggest deer of your life at 17, 18 yards, which should be a chip shot. 
And at that time, I thought, oh, my God, I just messed it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just screwed this up, and that deer is going to walk out of my life. And, I'm, and you shoot a deer like that, you hit him, the odds of him showing back up are pretty slim. Right. Um, but we ended up, and actually, as soon as I shot him, he kind of ran down the plot and ran in. And it wasn't like 10, 15 seconds later, I thought I heard him crash. I mean, you can hear me in the footage. I don't know if we even put that in the main show, but I told Brett, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he just went down. But then we were so cautious on the shot that you start second guessing yourself, right? Like, right. Eh, I don't think so. He must have been hearing shit. So we went back, reviewed the footage, and of course your heart sinks. Like, eh, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> that is so far forward. But the Something only thing Bush Light can't me, fix. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm going to be probably drinking a bottle of whiskey tonight and, <laughs> and uh just passing out but uh we ended up going and and long story short we picked up the arrow and i told brennan i said if we have six inches of penetration he's dead just by the footage you know right. i said if that's the case i hard shot him right but i said if we don't have six inches of penetration that deer's living and i'd probably hit him in the brisket and you know he'll be fine yeah and i shit you not i picked that arrow up and i put it in my quiver and it was damn near six inches <laughs> and i was like <laughs> holy shit now i got some hope but uh to be completely honest we never found a drop of blood not even at impact nothing we just kind of i spread out and i said well i'm gonna walk down towards the river yeah. and brennan said well i'm gonna take this four-wheeler trail and pretty much just go to where we thought we might have heard him crash you know and and sure shit, I was down by the river in this thick berry brush, and all of a sudden he whistles, and I'm like, you gotta be shitting me, you know, because I knew he wouldn't whistle unless he found something. Right. But I was kind of thinking, you know, holy shit, he probably just found blood or whatever. So I go up there, and yeah, he, you know, you could see it in all the footage. It was pretty cool. He got all that raw emotion coming right. out, because when he pointed that, that deer's down, and when, and when Brennan tells you he's big, He's big because Brennan has killed a lot of big deer in his life. Yeah. And when he goes, dude, he's big, he's a giant, that's when I was just like, holy shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? And, uh, but yeah, and then just walking up on him and, you know, the whole bolt, like, everyone laughs. Like, you, you threw your bowl. I'm like, well, yeah, like, freaking <laughs> emotions are running high. Like, I don't give a shit. I was done hunting after that deer for the year. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, like, I'll sight that sucker back in next season. Yeah, I don't care if the sight snaps off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've shot the biggest deer in my life. Like, I don't care. Oh, yeah. But, uh, There's nothing no, like was, it. That was pretty awesome. There's none like it. I mean, I made a really questionable shot of my buck I killed last year. I didn't have to track him or anything, but I was using a crossbow still because I hadn't got my bear yet. And yep. I, as soon as I seen Brown in the scope, and it was like maybe a 7 to 10 yard shot, he was that tight under me. I just yep. pulled the trigger as soon as I seen Brown in the scope. And it was, looking back now, I'm lucky I hit him where I did. Otherwise, <laughs> I probably would have just wounded him. And then yep. I would have felt like shit. But I hit him in the spine and dropped him right there in the creek. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I had to put two more in him because the second shot, he, like, flinched and it skid and just went inside his skin went inside his skin right up on top of the shoulder blade so all it did was piss him off and yep. last shot went right through the neck through the pump house because i was tired of fucking with him but right i almost jumped out of the tree stand when he hit the dirt it, like he hit the dirt and i was almost on top of him it felt like <laughs> like i i've got a pretty bad reputation with bows like i've only killed two deer with a bow and both yep. happened to be bucks 
but I called my dad because I'd spooked him out the area or I spooked him out the night before because he come behind me and I couldn't get a shot and I was like stretching my back trying to rotate with him and mm. I got so far to one side I had to move to the other side because I couldn't you know my, my back is going to break if I keep going one way <laughs> and I, I the saving grace is I played to win perfectly I had to wind at my back blowing towards the field and he was behind me so when I spun to try and catch him on the other side, I mean, I moved what I thought was slow, but I guess it wasn't that slow. He caught sight of me, didn't know what I was, and he bolted. And so I didn't expect him the next day. And when he showed up and I shot him, I called my dad, and I was like, I got him. He's like, ah, you're fucking with me. I was like, no, I got him. <laughs> like, this guy, this thing is huge. He's like, I'll be down with the truck. <laughs> it, wow. was, it was an awesome hunt, but... Pretty much, if you ever go hunting with me and I say I got a blood trail, bring a lot of beer. Because <laughs> any yeah. deer I've ever had to track that I shot, we, I've never found. I've like I, I actually got a doe on footage last year, opening day, a bow season, and I thought I made a good shot. And you know, I gave her three hours. I went and found an arrow and blood trail, and then I marked it and walked out to meet my buddies. And I was rewatching the footage on my phone, and I was like. Man, I don't know about that shot. And what I did is, it was even tighter angle. I was up in a tree, and she was on a hill working its way down. So she was right underneath of me. And I basically just gave her a paper cut with some hair coming off. But she lived to see another day. It, but, uh, yeah. There ain't, it, once that feeling of, you know, you killing a big deer, or hell, even killing a deer goes away, I'm, I'm going to hang up the bow forever. Oh, you ain't kidding there. That's what I tell people to this day. I'm like, I still get wound up shooting does, and uh, and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I don't care if I'm shooting a, a eight-year-old doe or if I'm shooting a, a four-year-old buck. I'm The horns don't matter to me. I, I want a deer on the ground. I It's my favorite thing to eat is deer. So. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I tell a lot of people is like, you know, a lot of a lot of people think, oh, you guys have a hunting show, and you guys must not shoot anything unless it's 150 or bigger. It's like, I'll still shoot a 120 inch deer, and I'll be happy, just as happy as shooting a 160. Right. And the day that I'm not that happy is the day that I don't do this for a living. Yep. Because the the day that you got to worry about what a deer scores in order to kill it is uh, the day that I don't feel right doing what we do because that's not how we started. Right. I mean, I didn't I didn't grow up having a dad that told me hey you can't shoot that deer because he's not mature or he's not 150 inches i grew up shooting deer because that's the deer i wanted to shoot and that was what's going to make me happy right and uh and i and i tell my buddies that all the time you know i, I see it and i i feel it a lot of times where all the buddies come to me at the bar and, hey check out my buck you know and you can kind of tell that they're a little weary of telling me the story or telling me about it or showing me pictures because you know it might be a 15 inch wide eight pointer and i tell him right away i'm like hell yeah man like i'm happier and shit for you because don't think that i'm ever going to shame you for whatever you shoot you go out and shoot a spike and you're happy and tickled pink i'm just as happy for you because right. that's our whole industry is starting to um get that way and shame a lot of people for the deer that they shoot and i don't agree with it i agree um it, it's you know because especially with you know our whole our whole industry is you know they're doing that, but then at the same time, we need to get more hunters involved. We need to get youth involved. We need right. to get women involved. Well, if you're going to sh start shaming people for the deer that they shoot, 
no one's going to get involved. I agree. Because at the end of the day, they can't share that picture on Facebook without Getting 70 made people commenting, why the fuck did you shoot that? And Jesus, you should have let him go another year. He'd have been big. Right. Well, no one wants to shoot deer when you're going to get slack like that. I told, there's a group of guys that have verbally committed and did their, like on my YouTube channel, they, I introduced all the team members and stuff. And I verbally, I mean, I didn't verbally because they weren't all in the same room with me or anything. I sent them an email and I said, these are my guidelines. And if you want to be associated with my my name of my baby child right now, you will abide by these rules. And the very first thing I said is there is absolutely no trophy shaming whatsoever. Yeah. I said, unless they're on your lease or your property to where you get final say of what they can shoot or what they can't shoot, or your, it's your tag or your finger pulling that trigger or that release, you don't get to judge anybody for what they shoot, period. Yeah. Because you, you never know. I mean, that person that shoots a little four-point year-and-a-half-old buck, he may be shooting it. He may be extremely happy for it, but he may be very relieved because now he has something to feed his family with. Oh, exactly. Or it might be as big as Buck he's ever killed. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, thing is. I'm adamant about it. I do not trophy shame. I, I don't yeah. care who it is or what it is. I mean, I have a buddy who shoots big deer all, all the time, and he, he tries to like subtly trophy shame, and I'm just like, dude, lay off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that that's something I 100% agree with. Like, I don't agree with the scoring system or anything like that. Like. The only reason I got my buck unofficially scored is when I show people the picture, they're like, oh, what he scored? I'm, well, now I have an answer to give. Yeah, I don't exactly. get, I don't care what he scored. I, yeah. I can't eat his horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you there. Like, that's one of the, my favorite parts about deer hunting is throw that cast iron skillet on the stove, throw some butter in it, put some onions in there, saute, put them deer steak on there and let it fry. That's right. So, uh, what, what happened up there in Nebraska? <laughs> you want to hear about Nebraska, do you? Oh, yeah, because it uh, sounds like that's kind of how my fishing went today, too. Uh, uh, I don't know if I could sum it up in one word. I'd have one that I could probably say on the podcast, but... Uh, oh, you can say it. I can mark these things explicit. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it was, uh, so we ended up... We, uh, we work with HHA sites. Right. And um, so we went out with uh, Jake Mansell, who's their sales and marketing guy over there. And uh, he invited us out. And so we went on a trip with him. And it was uh, archery, archery for, you know, those old long beards out in western Nebraska. And, and um, it was pretty much we started off. We were just going to hunt public. And then we ended up, when we got out there, we started door knocking and getting some permission, things like that. Um, Jake ended up killing a really nice one uh, the first night we were there, and we were like, "All right, this isn't bad, you know." <laughs> right, I seen that <laughs> picture on Instagram. Right. And uh, and then after that, we should have just packed up and went home. <laughs> <laughs> we it's just it's a total different ball game out there. I mean, back here we do pretty much ninety eight percent of our turkey hunting every year in Wisconsin. Back you know where we're originally all from. Right. And it's, you know, you're on Easterns there and, and they, you know, you can call them in, they decoy and it's, it's a good time where Western Nebraska, I mean, yeah, we probably hit it early, obviously. So they're all still flocked up. Um, but you're pretty much the lay of the land out there. It's wide open, big hill country. And 
there's no there's nothing that funnels these or pinches these turkeys down or there's nothing that okay they're gonna fly down from the roost and they're going to this field right because there's there's 15 fields they could go to and there's you know open grassy flats everywhere that they can go and strut on and and so it's and they wouldn't um answer to calls they didn't give two shits about them they wouldn't decoy um, because you're talking flocks of, you know, you'd have 40, 50 birds in a flock and you might only have two toms, but there'd be 15 jakes and, you know, 20 hens or whatever. Yeah. Well, those toms are not going to come into a jake sitting over breeder hen because every day he gets chased around by, you know, 15 jakes. Right. <laughs> you know, and uh, so it just made it super difficult. And so we ended up the last like three days, you're pretty much hunting them like deer. Yeah. You know, you're not calling, you're not setting decoys, you're pretty much hunting them. You know, in the morning, you're hunting them right off the roost, hoping they pitch down right in front of you. And then in the evenings, you're trying to cut them off as they're going back to roost. Mm-hmm. And them little bastards, boy, I tell you, they got the smallest brain of them all, but they are smart as shit. <laughs> <laughs> as, as bad as I hate to admit it, it seemed like every setup that they would that we would do, they would somehow get around us or sneak between us or yeah. you know, fly up over the top of us. Or It was just one of those weeks. We were actually supposed to be out there till today. And, and uh, yesterday morning, we said, you know what? <laughs> this is our last go. We don't kill another bird. We're packing her up <laughs> and heading home. And that's, uh, needless to say, we didn't get another bird. So here we are. I'm back at home. <laughs> right. Hey, like they say on Trailer Park Boys, fucking way she goes. That's right. That used to be my favorite show in college, to be honest with you. <laughs> I can't tell Bubbles you how many times I band. watched it. Oh, yeah. We'd sit there and we'd watch that in college. We'd watch... My favorite show in college was Blue Mountain State. Oh, yeah. That was another good one. I actually found yeah. the entire series on DVD in Walmart for like five bucks a few months Holy back. Oh, shit. That's a, that's a find right there. Yeah. I haven't seen it anywhere else since then. Yep. But, man, I... I, I'm excited for this turkey season because I don't know what to expect. I bought a diaphragm call, and let's just put it this way. I need someone to call for me because I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those aren't easy to run. No. I, I'm, I mean, I can get sound out of it, but I can't fluctuate the pitch or anything to make it sound like a turkey. It just sounds like a dying bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I let Brennan and Mike call all my birds in for me. <laughs> Yeah, I actually... I, I'm not going to lie about that. People are like, oh, you can call too. I'm like, no, no, I can't. I just let them do it because they want to. You know, they're, I mean, they're super good at it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? They want to call for me. I, that saves me money on buying calls. And, right. You know, and I only shoot probably a couple a year anyway. You know, it's not like I'm stacking them, stacking them up like them guys do. But Right. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. There's I let a... them do the work. <laughs> He's kind of like my VP or my number two since I'm not like an official organization or anything like that. But like he had the same amount of passion as I do in what we're doing. And he wanted to listen in live. So I set up a Teams meeting. So he's actually been listening this whole time. He's just on mute. And he's he's been trying to figure out ways that we can get together and we can go turkey hunt. And I don't know whether I'm carrying the gun or the camera, but it don't matter which one to me. I just hopefully if he can still hear me hopefully you know you're gonna have to call because it can't be me (laughs) (laughs) but i have a buddy over in uh he's just above dayton ohio uh, a little town called troy and he was on the podcast already he killed a decent 
like I, I mean I don't know what a big bird is I, I've had a pet turkey when I was growing up in high school and I mean that <laughs> that like threw everything out of whack because that sucker was every bit 40 50 pounds but he was yeah. eating sweet horse feed every day so but my buddy Elijah he killed a good bird and he sent me a picture of it I actually put it on the grindstone Instagram page uh, and he's I got a wild hair up my ass one night sitting in a hotel in Michigan and I called him I said hey why don't I get my happy ass over there at some point this spring and I'll, I'll follow you around and I'll, I'll film you hunting and I'll throw it on my channel and he's like all right hell yeah I'm all in for it and stuff he's like just make sure you can wake up in the mornings and he's like my brother struggles <laughs> yeah big but, part of the process in the spring is waking up in the morning especially after your 12 deep in bush lights the night before <laughs> yeah I, I remember those mornings I mean I, I don't know if you've ever drank Keystone but, oh, I used to, that used to be all of our keggers in college was Keystone. Oh, man, you guys must have been poor in college. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking with yeah, you. Our keggers rich. were Natty and Bud Light. But, oh, yeah, Natty was another good one. Yeah, like, I'm a pretty big Coors Light guy when I am, like, when I was drinking. I love yep. Coors Light, but sometimes, you know, funds are tight, so you got to get the cheap Coors Light and get the Keystones. Yeah. I can drink three Keystones, go to bed sober, and wake up hungover. <laughs> I don't understand what it is with Keystone. It's the only beer that makes me hungover when I'm not drunk. Yeah, that's why they call it goat piss. <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard it called cat piss, but I don't think I've ever heard of goat piss. Yep, that's what we call it back here, goat piss. I mean, I've heard all kinds of names for Coors Light, but... <laughs> I, I was like, well, I'm out of college now. I can afford beer, so I'm going to drink something better than Natty Light and Bud Light. <laughs> That was my thought process too, but here I am down in thirty racks of bush lights, so well, bush, I haven't really stepped up my game too far. Hey, I, I ain't gonna knock bush. If I couldn't get Coors Light, Bush was my next every time. So I, I could I can't drink Budweiser or Bud Light. That's just they don't taste good. Yeah. But uh, oh, so not I don't know how many people listening to this have ever been to the hunting shows or anything, seen you guys around. But uh, for anybody that wants to know, their main pull at the shows and stuff, or at least what caught me in my buddy's eyes, they do pull tabs at their table. And it's <laughs> awesome. I lost every time, but I, I gave them some more money. I bought a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciated it. That's actually one of my favorite hats now. I like, it just it looks cool. So yeah, We appreciate that. You guys going to make it down to the Deer Asset Classic? Uh, we are not. We're pretty much wrapped up for shows for the year. Um, we did Des Moines. We did the Iowa Deer Classic. And then the next weekend we went to Overland Park in Kansas, did that one. Then we met you guys in Columbus, Ohio. And then we wrapped the year up back home um, in our home state, in the Wisconsin Dells in Wisconsin here. We had a, a hell of a trade show season. It's kind of eye-opening, to be honest. Um before this year we would do a, a show or two a year just kind of marketing ourselves getting our brand out there you know um because we've been around obviously like i said for you know nine ten years but we haven't you know gone to trade shows and things like that because we really didn't want to go to them until we kind of had our presence known per se right um and so you know the last couple of years we dabbled in them a little bit and, and uh you know didn't see a huge huge thing but we knew at that time that you know you just got to take the 
take the dive and, and go for it. And, right. You know, just get your name out there, meet people and things like that. But this year was one of those years where, you know, Brent and I, you know, we went to most of them just ourselves, but we got back after all of them were said and done. And, you know, we kind of talked to each other like, man, it's kind of crazy because the amount of people that came and, you know, they might not buy anything from us as far as merchandise and things like that. But the amount of people that came up to us and said, Hey guys, you know, uh, awesome show. We really appreciate what you guys do. And, and you guys are like our top hunting show on YouTube right now. That's what we watch. If we want to watch hunting, you know, and they, and they would just keep on walking. That's all they would do. You know, they might not even stop play pull tabs or do shit like that, but just the, the things that they would say to us as they walk by and shake our hands. Hey, it's so nice to meet you. I finally put a face on you and things like that. Right. It was kind of cool, you know, because obviously we know that we're out there on YouTube and all these social media platforms and things like that, but it doesn't really come full circle until people shake your hand and, and tell you those things. And you kind of realize, Holy shit, our stuff is being seen and, and you know, our apparel like i mean we talked to you guys in ohio ohio was a great show we actually that was, ended up being our second best show wisconsin obviously our home show right killed it too um but even going as far east as ohio i mean we don't you know we didn't think anything of it like all right let's go to ohio just to go to ohio but the amount of people that bought apparel and, and hung out with us and you know really enjoyed our show was was pretty awesome to see and obviously yeah you know, every every year that we move forward with this, we want to keep getting bigger and bigger and growing, and uh, to kind of see it full come or see it come full circle was was pretty awesome this year. Hey, I tell you what, you guys are you you'll get there. I mean, I guarantee you the people that came in Ohio, they, they've been spreading your name. I know for a fact. I've I've told probably half a dozen or more people a week since I met you guys about your guys' show, and I've been just like telling them how cool you guys are and working class and whitetail drilling are i'm like these dudes are just like us you know they're rednecks that like to have fun and kill things and i said <laughs> we, we just all love having fun and at the same time you know that you guys are traveling doing these shows and stuff and i can't imagine how rewarding that is i mean i've traveled with my mom she does similar stuff but in a different industry she sells chocolate and cinnamon sure. roasted nuts and uh wine slushies for a company out of ohio and I've traveled to Michigan, Helper, all around Ohio and stuff. So, I mean, I understand what it's like being behind the booth, and it can get boring when sl shows slow. And it, it is probably way more rewarding when you know people are coming up and they're putting names to faces, and it you know they're watching your content. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was kind of funny because at our Wisconsin show, uh, my girlfriend was with, and people would come up and they'd bullshit with us and whatever and they'd walk away and they had like you know they'd have a hat on that was ours from you know they must have bought it off the website or whatever and they'd walk away and she's like who's that and i'm like couldn't tell you <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like there's so many people that they they know you know who we are right and it's not that we don't want to know who you are but a lot of times we just have no idea but it's kind of cool to see that you know yeah it's like these people know us and it's like we're best friends with them, but we might not even remember your name as bad as it sounds, but it's just like, holy shit, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, like I would love to know every one of you guys by name and remember that and hang out and drink for a whole weekend and, and party. 
Right. But obviously, you know, when you're bouncing from show to show to show and, and you run into these people, it's like, yeah, a lot of these times, you know, a lot of times people that come up and shake our hands, they're that's the first time we're actually meeting them. Yeah. You know, they might comment on our Instagram or on our YouTube shows and stuff. And once they say their name, we're like, oh, yeah, okay, now we know who you are, you know, because you see their name pop up a lot. But um, until we actually get to meet you face to face, you know, a lot of times we're like, okay, and you are, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, and it's not no disrespect there. It's just we meet so many people, it's hard to keep them all straight. Right. I, I don't even know how you would keep them straight if you were to try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I hopefully I can you know I get, my goal and everything I'm doing right now like I my goal is not to make money or anything I just want to take what I learn and I want to pass it along that, that's my entire sure. goal I I don't care if I ever make money or if I can go full time doing this my goal is just take what I learn and pass it on to new people so they can get the passion of hunting and fishing but that, I mean that's honestly why my thing's called grindstone adventures and not grindstone hunting or something like that yep. it, it's it's open you know if you got right. a passion for going out and hitting mud holes on the weekend hell yeah dude i enjoy doing that shit too send me some video you know yep. but i mean obviously my passion's more hunting than anything else but for other people it it can be all kinds of things you know go hike in the mountains and send me pictures of what you've seen out there you know yeah we all come from no, the same no. same cloth we're just cut from different sides that's right exactly but uh so what what do we got to look forward to this season coming i know breaking spring's gonna be rolling here for i don't even know what turkey season runs honestly but i know it, breaking spring's gonna be rolling for the most part here soon and then what are you guys looking forward to for deer season this year yeah so breaking spring is rolling hot off the press right now i believe wednesday so tomorrow we'll be dropping our third episode i think we have seven um from last year that'll be dropping so after tomorrow we'll still have four weeks of new shows dropping um and there's some really good content in there that's coming down the pipe um but then obviously we are you know filming for you know the, the stuff that's going to roll out next year right. as we speak so uh next week brennan and mike are gonna um, be hunting turkeys by their place in iowa um and then We'll be off for about a week, and then Brennan and I actually, this just came up. I don't even know if we knew about it yet. No, we didn't when we talked with you guys. Um, we just had something come popping up. Brennan pulled a bear tag in Idaho. So him and I are going to fly to Idaho at the end of April, and we're going to hunt for seven days with one of our buddies out in Idaho. Hell yeah. For, uh, for a cinnamon bear, that's what Brennan wants. He's always wanted to shoot a cinnamon, so one of our boys <laughs> got eyes on a good one. So, uh, so that's the plan there, That which will be an absolute, I mean, that should be just a sick sick hunt there. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to do that, and then we'll get back, and then that by that time we will be full-blown into the last three weeks of our turkey season here in Wisconsin, so we'll probably end up hunting pretty much every day for about three weeks straight. And then, obviously, once that wraps up Memorial Day weekend, we pretty much roll right into summer. And then that's kind of our, that's pretty much when we switch over to kind of like that black stamp media work, you know, weddings. We usually have a few of those in the summer and, and side jobs, real estate will still be going strong by then. But then looking into the fall, um, Brennan and I are pretty much 
we're going to start hunting muleys um, pretty much bounce between Nebraska, South Dakota, um, and then we'll whitetail hunt up in North Dakota at our camp in Dakota, obviously. Yep. Um, and a lot of our guys have tags up there, so that'll kind of take up the whole part of September. Um, and then usually that early part of October is pretty slow. Um, you know, a lot of the guys will hunt back home in Wisconsin, um, but Brennan and I will probably still run around hunting mule deer. And then as we get in the later part of October, that'll push us towards Iowa. You know, Mike and Brennan both are residents there. They live there, so yep. um, you can't pass up Iowa in the rut. So. Nope, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start putting in Iowa tags for preference uh, points here soon. So You can't beat that. So, yeah, that will pretty much camp out in Iowa there for the last week of October, early November. And, and pretty much... We'll have to wait on draws, obviously, but one of those guys would probably pull for Kansas, I would assume, this year. So, yeah, right now it's down there. And then um, I think, yeah, we do. Brennan's going to pull a Illinois. We got a lease down in southern Illinois. So, oh, okay. He's going to pull a tag down there and hunt down there. And, and then obviously, we usually wrap up the year out in North Dakota late season. And then actually, the same guy that offered up that bear hunt that Brennan and I are going on in a couple of weeks. He offered for Mike and I to go out to Idaho in like mid December of this next fall and go on a cat hunt. Oh hell um, yeah. So we're gonna go out there and shoot two mountain lions at the bowler or at least try anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> um but that is that's been a bucket list hunt of mine and it just kinda came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. I really got really good guy at the wind river outfitters if you guys that are listening have a chance check them out john there is just an absolute awesome dude um his success rates are phenomenal and just a really down-to-earth guy i mean that's kind of how we got hooked up with him is he had a booth next to us in des moines and you know i talk shit and give a lot of shit to people and he does the same <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's kind of how we kind of hit things off and so we're super excited to head out there here in a couple of weeks and then head back out there in December. Um, him and his wife just run an awesome operation. And, and uh, so, yeah, if you guys are looking for an out west hunt, whether it be elk, bear, um, he does some mule deer hunts. And then obviously um, he does a few mountain lion hunts each year. Um, definitely check him out, Wind River Outfitters in Idaho. Um, awesome place, and we're looking forward to it. That's, that's funny you mentioned that because I've been – I pushed my elk hunt I wanted to do back a year because I don't know if finances will allow it next year because um, I'm probably looking at a job change come May time. So I don't know September's a pretty, May to September's a pretty early turnaround for, you know, possibly not having enough money saved. But yep, yep. Uh, I have been kicking around the idea because I've always had the dream to go out and archery hunt an elk. I mean, for sure. I. I'd been thinking about Colorado, you know, I've been pricing it and checking out game management units over the counter and stuff like that, but I mean, I'm if I got the money rolling in, I would not be opposed to, you know, going to an outfitter and trying to up my chances of survive or success. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you if you get to that point and you want to want to hook up, I can definitely give you his contact info and like I said, great guy and he's going to do everything he can. It's a, pretty cool hunt he uh you pretty much ride horseback into the camp and then you're camping in the middle of the mountains for your whole whole trip and leaving that main base camp and and going out from there 
Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. And they, they have his wife does all the cooking. So you have full blown meals every night. When you get back in, you're, you're pretty much living in a wall tent. Um, so it's, it'd be definitely be an experience. And, and his prices are very reasonable as far as an outfitted hunt. Um, I couldn't tell you the exact price on a, on an elk hunt. I guess I never really asked him, but, uh, I know, you know, just from hearing him talk and, and give hunts out that he's very reasonable. And like I said, you can't beat an outfitter that, uh, is a really good dude. So, right. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of outfitters out there just looking for your money and they ain't really worried about success. Yeah, I mean, heck, you've already been helpful with uh, hooking me up with contacts and stuff. I got on that website where you guys get your hats made and stuff, so. For sure, for sure. But, yeah, I'm, I've been looking into that stuff. I, I still haven't even got my first order of hats and shirts yet. He's working on them as we speak. Uh, I was in contact yeah. with him last week, but, yeah, once, you know, I'm, my goal is to become, you know, something like what you guys are doing, so. I got I got a good guideline and you know now I got your number so I can, anytime I got a question I'll shoot you a text and be like hey hey you bet because you know I, down the road hell I'd be I don't know how long this dry spell is going to last but down the road I'd be more than willing to drive up to Wisconsin to have some beers and make fun of the Green Bay Packers <laughs> yeah hell yeah come on up for a Packer game I only live about thirty minutes from Lambeau so well I don't know if you'd want to sit with me in Lambeau Stadium I, I got. <laughs> I, I'm still holding a grudge from 2010. Um, Holy smokes. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. so. Oh, man, yeah. We might have to end this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, I think we can make it through. I've had some Browns fans on already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. As long as I don't get a Patriots fan on here, then I should be all right. That's right, yeah. But, uh, so, uh, I don't know if this is really, anybody listening will be interested in this, but this is what, this is something I'm interested in. I, I don't remember if we talked about it at the bar that night or not. It was loud. I was amped up on Red Bull, and you were drunk or drinking. And hey, no, I wasn't drunk. I mean, yeah, I wasn't well, I really remember too much from that night. I, I was going to say, if I had a camera and showed you when you guys tried to find your Uber <laughs> on the way back, you, you would, might change your answer. Hey, I will tell you this. I woke up the next morning, I looked over, and I seen that Euro sitting on the counter. I'm like, holy shit, we got a Euro, and I don't even remember buying it. <laughs> You guys, both your guys' cards declined at the Euro guy too. It oh was, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that was did find that out. Me, me, Dawson and Laner stand there watching you guys fucking do that, and we're like uh, busting a gut laughing because it was just pure comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. We were like, I don't know how many beers deep by by even the time we went out to the bar, and then we hit vodka Red Bulls, and that's when you might as well just cash us in. Right, and then Lane bought a hundred and. 30 some odd dollars of beer he bought buckets uh, i bought a i think i bought a bucket or so and then we went to the other place where what's his face got kicked out i was i bought it i think i tried to at least get everybody around but uh whether they got drank or not or someone grabbed the double i don't doesn't matter but i tried but yeah, uh that's right. so what what program since you do a lot of the editing what program do you yeah. run because i I, I run one it's decent but i'm always looking to try and make something easier on myself yeah so we we do all of our editing editing on uh, final cut pro final cut pro okay i've yep. i've heard about them from multiple people yeah yeah that's pretty much i mean you either you either edit on final cut pro or um, a lot of a lot of guys will use adobe too but yeah i use uh, something called you you Filmora. pretty much find a niche 
Um, and we've always stuck to Final Cut because, you know, you, you come to find out all the key commands and things like that. And once you do that, it's hard to make a switch back over. So, yeah, I say, yeah I Mike use, and I do everything on Final Cut. I use what's called, uh, what, what's the actual name of this thing? Uh, Wondershare Filmora X. And it, it gets everything done so far. I don't know if you've checked out any of my YouTube yeah. clips or anything like that. No, I have but, not yet. Everything that's been on there has been made on Wondershare. Um, it it gets the job done, but it's like a hundred and fifty dollars a month. And, Holy shit! Yeah, and to get the uh, water stamp, so it's not on there from you know saying Wondershare. I yeah. I pay the extra money, so I don't have that stamp on every video. Jesus! But I'm I was I'm looking for something that's easier to use and something that's not going to drain my pocket as much. But, yeah, uh, no, Final Cut, I think you can buy it a one-time deal for like 350 bucks. Well, shit, I would have had like four of those already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I I need to start doing more, you know, B-roll. I, I know what it is and stuff. I, I'm a, I don't know what it's called, whether it's pro staff or field staff, but have you guys ever heard yeah. of Servicide? I might have seen it once. It, it's basically just a deer antlers or logo, and they're based out of Western PA. Yeah. yeah, I got hooked up with them a couple years ago, and I mean, it's not like I get anything out of it. I get discounts to a bunch of gear, but it's none of the gear I'd be really interested in using. Uh, sure. A lot of the stuff I use, I've gotten from Whitetail Edge, or you know, I've gotten from the Drury's or something working class or something like that. So everything they got on there is like the low end stuff that I haven't heard that's been proven or nothing like that. So I kind of stay away from that, but. They're a pretty cool community in themselves. It's just mostly the time that I'm getting whatever I get out of them. I just I get free entrances into whenever they have like uh, video shit where they they walk you through how to do editing or what this is and stuff to help your your hunts and stuff. That that's the most I've used them for. But I know I need to be better at taking extra film and stuff like that for b-roll because i've not been real good at it sure uh, i'm i don't even want to know how much b-roll you probably use sd cards by themselves for b-roll <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're running usually we run 256 gig cards in our in our cameras i mean we're not burning those up in a day but yeah we got a lot of b-roll right i'd say i don't did you guys get a chance to walk around columbus at all little bit but not much so one of the guys there he had this thing like uh, i forget what the name of it is i have the card in in the house and on my it's on my phone i have his web page brought up because i'm going to buy one of his his toys he made because i liked it that much but he has this thing it sets on a post or you can mount it on a boat or wherever you are you can mount it to it and it works off its own wi-fi and it goes through an app to your phone and you can oh yeah we did talk the 360 guy. camera thing yeah yeah like i'm gonna buy me one of those because i think yeah. that'd be great for b-roll and it's also an extra eye in the sky so to speak yeah. to tell you where the deer are yeah you'll have to let us know how those work we'll let you be the practice dummy hey i'm fine with that it's only 120 bucks and yeah for what i've spent already for this off season that ain't nothing because <laughs> i just bought a rambo e-bike and a shot i bought that shotgun and stuff so I got tired of walking around looking for a shed, so I bought the bike, and I was like, I'm, I ain't walking nowhere anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, uh, well, it's about 7.30. I know you said you had something to do, so. Yeah, 
yeah. I we'll fly get, and get back to work. Yep, yeah, we'll let you hop off here, and then down the road we'll see if we can't get you back on, and we'll we'll shoot the shit some more. Sounds good, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on and, and taking time out of your day to, to chit chat. Oh no, no problem, man. I appreciate you coming on here. So you're the you're the big name right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I probably won't last too long as a big name, but I'll take a while to laugh. Hey, I'll, I ain't going to quit watching your show, and I'm going to keep promoting it. So, hey, we appreciate that, and we appreciate you guys' support. And Brian and I laughed our whole way home from Ohio, thinking about hanging out with you guys. It's a good time. Hell yeah, that's what Next we like. Next time we're in Columbus, we'll have to we'll have to give her hell again. Hey, shoot me a message anytime you're in Ohio. I ain't afraid to drive. So. Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it, man. I, I hope you guys catch up with them turkeys here soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. Once we get back here in Wisconsin, they're in trouble. Hell yeah. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Yep, bye. Bye. Well, as you guys could hear on that, there's a lot of information that just went down in the last probably five, ten minutes of that. Um, but... Uh, I, that was the podcast I've been looking forward to for a long time. Well, not a long time, but since we met those guys at the bar and at the Columbus Hunting Expo. Like he, he's a cool dude. Um, not much older than me. Um, Brennan's also a very cool dude. Uh, like you said, he's one of the guys who made the show. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting up with them again here soon. Maybe get a hunt or together or... I follow along with a camera and take notes from Aaron. Uh, whatever the case may be, I, I just hope to meet up with those guys again here soon. And, you know, they're they're a blast to hang out with. I mean, if I would have had a camera on me the night we went out to a bar, after we left the bars, turned that camera on, there had been nothing but pure comedy, and I probably would have got a million likes. It was that funny. But uh, they're great guys. No, don't get me wrong. They're, they're great guys. And if you haven't watched any of their stuff on YouTube, uh, go watch some. It's the Breaking Point TV. They are some killers, man. They, Well, unless they're in Nebraska, like he said. But uh, they are some killers, man. They'll put some turkeys on the ground, and they will put deer on the ground at, like clockwork. They, they do their homework. They get in there. They get the stuff they need to do to get the deer on the ground, man. It great show to watch uh they keep it lively and entertaining it's it's a fun show to watch so uh just give them a look you know maybe go on their website get some merch from them they got really cool hats if i could show you a picture of the hat i bought from them uh it, it, it's one of my favorite hats just because of the way it looks so with that uh that will wrap up episode 11 um, I'm your host, Zach Fear, and this is Grindstone Adventures. Go out there and live your life, man. Have fun. And you only got one. But uh, with that, I'm out. Have a good one.